rediscover the facets of yourself that have been kept hidden away for far too long. For just $1, you can take a journey and make it your ultimate transformation. Center of the Sun Plus offers more tools, support, and community to help you explore your inner realms. Click the link in the description to join today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. My name is CenterSun21 on Twitter, and you are listening to Center of the Sun Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And today we are going to talk about the possibilities. It's crazy living in this world right now. (laughs) Um, So, so many things are happening. Uh, What's at the top? Well, uh, McConnell. uh, It's a possibility that McConnell, uh, Mitch McConnell, uh, Senator, sorry, Senator Mitch McConnell from the great state of Kentucky. um, He apparently... On a report that I saw on Twitter from AM Joy, Joy, the host of Joy Reid or whatever the hell I'm trying to say, uh, he apparently is uh, gave a vote of confidence to the uh, Mueller investigation. So here we are. Uh, even Mitch McConnell was like, oh, fuck. But that's okay. At least he um, is, I guess cares I, I don't I could I, I don't know this it's weird and so you know it's like aliens or something so I don't even want to I don't even want to know I'm not even going to ask what did Trump actually do to win the presidency uh can't tell you but uh, I bet you we'll figure it out though <laughs> I'm so sorry uh I bet we'll figure it out and um you know it's fine it's totally fine uh because in 2020 I predict that we will control the government, the Democrats will, as, as what I mean, as we, uh, we the Democrats will, not myself included, because I don't really care, honestly, because they're all problematic in my, I'm just, I'm going to say that, problematic, and take a drink, yeah. So what are you doing this uh, Friday? What are you doing this Friday, people? Tweet me. Well, you're, well, don't tweet me if you're busy, but if you're not busy, tweet me at CenterSun21. Because I want to know, because I'm just going to stay in the house, because I feel like it's important to work on my writing and my music, other things of that nature, my projects, and to relax, because I also, you know, am a black gay man. And it's hard out here. Anyway, moving along. 
I'm gonna peruse the uh, the New York Times. That's normally where I start. And I'm also drinking a Sam Adams. Sam Adams. Samuel Adams 76. Sam 76. I was at BP earlier um, to buy a beer because it's Friday. And I believe that I deserve one. Um, and I was looking at the beer selection and everything looked like really gross. Like all these flavors like creamsicle and like bubbles, cider things. And I'm just like... I, look, I literally looked around, and I was also trying to not uh, uh, make eye contact with the man that works at uh, Subway. Very nice. Very nice man that works at Subway. And um, so I try not to be a hoe where I sleep. So, uh, yeah, so I decided not to go down that aisle. So I went to another aisle where they had, sp like, specialty beers anyway. And, uh, but apparently Sam Adams is specialty now, uh, because they are selling a, uh, six, uh, six pack. <laughs> I don't even know how much it was. I don't even know. What did I pay? I, I didn't pay more than $10 for it. So I'm like, okay. And I actually, I was choosing between summer shandy, orange shandy, which I've never actually tried. And I was willing to try it because I fuck with summer shandy, like every summer. Um, it's no mistake. Uh, what are you gonna have today, Devon? Uh, summer shandy, thank you. Harvey Weinstein, um, he had to turn himself into fucking jail. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm glad because I, you know, I don't want to be one of those people that, um, are anti-woman and pro-rape. I am definitely not pro-rape, but it was kind of, it did kind of piss me off that, like, Bill Cosby was the only one that was the only, I want all of them to go down. All of them need to be under the jail, including Donald Trump. So having Harvey Weinstein finally have a day in court, I guess, I don't know. I didn't even read this article. I'm literally reading an art. I'm reading a headline from the New York Times. We got you, Harvey. Harvey Weinstein's accusers react. So the byline is, well, I'm not going to read that. I don't know. If, is that copyright infringement if I read a byline? Harvey Weinstein's ass is finally getting his ugly ass in court, which is fine. And uh, for rape, yeah, he was accused of rape and now is convicted of rape and now is on bail or whatever, or hopefully getting to that point. And um, so, you know, sad to say, if you're a white dude out here, you need to get your life together like so much. Like y'all talk about people of color, like, mm -hmm. Hmm, imagine that, imagine that shit in this opiate crisis, um, I was just talking about, speaking of white men um, in power, I was speaking with my, um, a friend of mine about opiates and uh, how much, if we're talking about monopolizing and economies and stuff, you know, and making sure that our economy is working in a proper fashion, um, I feel like this pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical company is very problematic and they, I am willing to bet that they caused, and probably maliciously and intentionally so, um, maliciously perpetuated or intentionally uh, created for this effect. So I think the dumbing down of our general society, um, even the majority population, I think it's all intentional, but you ain't gonna get me because 
I'm a researcher, so at heart, I actually love that shit. And I love information and I love data and I love talking about it. So thank you again for listening. We're going to keep it real spicy today because I'm going to be talking about the possibilities and what led me to this grand idea of center of the sun. A few years ago, so let me, I guess I'm going to start with my personal story is probably the best place to start. So I'm turning 30 this year. Yay me. Uh, And while everybody likes to, because I work in a medical field, everyone likes to make these comments like, oh, like you're only 30. Like it's like not even that old. And I'm like, I know that. I'm not an ageist. I'm thir- I'm damn near 30, so I you know, I'm very well uh, aware of the fact that 30 is not old and that we exaggerated as a society because we fetishize and sexualize children to a degree that I just do not understand, but um that is a discussion for another day. Ooh, that was like uh not even something I even want to go close to at this point, but um People like to downplay the fact that I'm scared to turn 30. And I think people, I think it's normal. Isn't it normal? Tweet me, CenterSun21, is aging normal? Like, is being scared to age normal? And has anyone ever told you to calm down about growing up? Because all I see is suffering, to be perfectly fucking honest. Um, Except for a few people um, who seem to have gotten it right, but they're probably lying anyway, so... You know what? I'm going to be scared. And death. Can we not forget about that shit? The closer we... The more we age, the closer we are to death. So, the possibilities. So, um, has anyone ever... Used Facebook in such a way that you um, only, instead of, so, (laughs) I only use Facebook to, like, archive information. I don't actually share information on Facebook. I actually don't believe in that oversharing, in this oversharing culture. So, my, but I also want to partake in it because it's so cool. There are still recipes and baby goats. And, you know, just, like, all kinds of, like, niceties that happen on there. Um, and in addition to all the bullshit that I have to sift through um, that I still want to interact with because Facebook started um, as something way different than what it is now. So um, I use it as an archiving tool now just to save links and uh, interact with, like, my mom or whatever. So so anyway, I was... Retur- I was uh, For some reason, I had this thought to go back to the saved button or the saved menu of my Facebook. And upon doing so, I um, realized that I had a very strong interest in cooking at one point um, and did not cook, not near a a dish or a bowl or nothing. Um, But I have all the recipes if you need some. Uh, tweet me centrosun 21 21 hashtag I have no idea hashtag I have no idea you get a free recipe 
um, anyway. But in there, the reason why I did it was bef in order just to like make sure that I did, that I didn't forget anything because um, it's probably like years of like saved links. And before the saved button even existed, I was saving, you know, I was saving stuff. So I ran across this, this article that I really fuck with um, because it opened up my eyes years ago about the way we think in our society specifically. No, no. Not even specific. Literally about everything. We live in this dichotomous society where we are forced to choose a lot of times between a one or a zero, a yes or a no, a he or a she, a blue or a pink. There's all kinds of things like that. And to a certain degree, it does make life a little bit easier for us. Because it, simplif it simplifies our choices and just allows us to just have fun or relax or not think about something. That's what makes us humans is we like changing. Whatever that means, we like change. As much as we say we don't, we love it. So we always love automating something. We always love a new, fresh something thing. But what we don't do are what we don't like are new thoughts. And for some reason, I don't understand why we don't focus on critical thinking and analyzation and allowing ourselves to experience the fullness of the universe because the universe, as we know it right now, is infinite. So literally, there could be infinite possibilities. Hello? Um, so... So I wanted to share that article with you all today because it will be probably the foundation of a lot of my time with you today and moving forward into the future. When I was, when, let's see, 19, 20 years old, I, I would say that I probably experienced a identity crisis at that point because of my sexuality, because of school and the region in which I live and all that kind of stuff, it really impacted my ability to cope. And one of the things that, one of the foundational things in my life has always been religion, specifically Christian, Christianity, where if you're gay, you're told that you're going to hell. In certain denominations, people love to defend the religions and all that, whatever. At the end of the day, I don't care because it's not religion that is the problem. It's the thought process and the lack or the uh, abandonment of critical thinking. So I don't really want to bash anybody for having religion or, or whatever. But at the end of the day, I respect critical analysis. So 
if you've critically analyzed your religion and you have the ability to justify it, by all means, I want to hear it. I love talking about stuff. I love sharing information, love hearing points of view that are different than mine because my point of view will most likely change. If you have a good argument, you can change my mind. But I am also intelligent myself, so I've thought about literally, I like to preface statements with the fact that like, I'm a man, (laughs) I'm a man, and I know what I'm saying, you know, and um, people tend to, because I'm a black man, they tend to discount my words um, for whatever reason, but I like to tell people, whether or not you think you agree with my statement or you think my statement is wrong, whatever it is, I critically thought about what I was going to say before I say it, and I never say anything, and I will never... um, Apologize for what I say because I mean everything that I say. Generally, if you get an apology out of me, it means that I'm actually sorry because that's how I was raised. So, in my formative years, (laughs) I had a lot of issues and ended up having a watching some Zeitgeist movie on YouTube about like the world order and like computer chips under the skin and you know all these like all these conspiracy theories and I, and I actually don't discount any of that stuff but it but the 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 presentation was like very lackluster looking back um now that we're in 28 now that now that we're in 2018 I don't feel like um it gave me the information that I was looking for so as a result I kept seeking I kept seeking moved home worked at McDonald's did a bunch of sh- shit, you know, tried all kinds of drugs, <laughs> did all kinds of stuff, just trying to seek, trying to find myself, trying to find my identity, and trying to cope with the fact that I don't fit into this world. So, years later, I don't even know when I found this damn article, but years later, oh, you know what, because um, I had a lot of issues with suicidal ideation and self-harm and stuff like that, so... Death and suicide, to me, are not taboo, (laughs) believe it or not. That's why I respect medical professionals and stuff, people that deal with death, because it's not as scary as we think it is. Um, And it's actually probably, to most people, preferred, because life fucking sucks but the thing about that is that that is an irrational thought I've learned and there are ways around dealing with depression and suicidal ideation Um, speaking with a healthcare provider is definitely the best option that I would suggest I am not a healthcare provider myself but I work in the vicinity of such folks and believe it or not it works so Oh, yeah, and I finally found the antidepressant that works for me, so I can finally do things like personal hobbies and stuff like that. I'm getting back on my horse because there are possibilities. There are so many possibilities, and possibilities are infinite. Have you thought about the possibilities? Imagine. Center Sun 21, how do you define a possibility in your life? Open-ended question. It's meant to be weird. And that's okay. So David Eagleman is a gentleman. He's a neuroscientist.
he studies the brain very specifically. He's a specialist in that way. And he, this article that he wrote for the New Yorker, like years ago, I couldn't even tell you how long ago it was, 2011. Yeah. So this was back then when I was probably, I was still very young. And David Eagleman, I saw, I first saw a clip of him talking about this idea that he had around possibilian or possibilitarianism or something. Um, so think of like possibilities or the seeking of knowledge to be a like a lifestyle to a degree. Or Noah, uh, what am I trying to say? He described it in a way that like, it's like a neutral, it's neutral. It's not anything because we don't know shit and that's okay too. And so he talked about this idea that he had about um, the extreme, the dichotomies and the binaries and the systems that we set up to understand our world are just that there are tools that help us understand the world. They are not the world. <laughs> like, who the fuck decided that boy, B-O-Y means boy and G-I-R-L means girl and that these, you know, that was a decision by somebody at some point. And decisions change over time. And as old as the earth is, humans are a drop in the bucket. Human age, the age of humans, the era of our species is young compared to the heavenly bodies. So he struck me with an idea that allowed me to cope with the fact that I lost my religion. I will definitely say that. Um, not lost it completely, but I was just in a space that I was like, I'm definitely not Christian. You can't tell me I'm Christian because that shit is evil and I don't like it. And that's just my opinion. And it took me a while to reconcile my differences, but now I'm back, you know, I'm like, okay, I can actually see why people ascribe to these ideals. I'm not about to be up in here doing nothing with nobody's holy nothing, but it's okay because there are possibilities. David Eagleman, he helped articulate what I was feeling about the world because I have never been a yes person or I've never been a person that just like, could accept things for what they are. I've always been a questioner or curious. I've always been curious. I've always questioned everything. And I've always valued that quality in others. Oh yeah, and I finally found the antidepressant that works for me so I can finally do things like personal hobbies and stuff like that. I'm getting back on my horse because there are possibilities. There are so many possibilities. The possibilities are infinite. Have you thought about the possibilities? Imagine, how do you define a possibility in your life? Open-ended question, it's meant to be weird. And that's okay. So David Eagleman is a gentleman, he's a neuroscientist. He studies the brain, very specifically, he's a specialist in that way. And he, this article that he wrote for the New Yorker, like years ago, I couldn't even tell you how long ago it was. 2011. Yeah. So this was back then when I was probably... I was still very young. And David Eagleman... 
I saw, I first saw a clip of him talking about this idea that he had around possibilian or possibilitarianism or something. Um, so think of like possibilities or the seeking of knowledge to be a like a lifestyle to a degree. Or Noah, uh, what am I trying to say? He described it in a way that like, it's like a neutral, it's neutral. It's not anything because we don't know shit. And that's okay too. And so he talked about this idea that he had about the dichotomies and the binaries and the systems that we set up to understand our world are just that there are tools that help us understand the world. They are not the world. <laughs> like, who the fuck decided that boy, B-O-Y means boy and G-I-R-L means girl and that these, you know, that was a decision by somebody at some point. And decisions change over time. And as old as the earth is, humans are a drop in the bucket. Human age, the age of humans, the era of our species is young compared to the heavenly bodies. He struck me with an idea that allowed me to cope with the fact that I lost my religion. I will definitely say that. Um, not lost it completely, but I was just in a space that I was like, I'm definitely not Christian. You, you can't tell me I'm Christian because that shit is evil and I don't like it. And that's just my opinion. And it took me a while to reconcile my differences, but now I'm back, you know, I'm like, okay, I can actually see why people ascribe to these ideals. I'm not about to be up in here doing nothing with nobody's holy nothing, but it's okay because there are possibilities. And David Eagleman, he helped articulate what I was feeling about the world because I have never been a yes person or I've never been a person that just like, could accept things for what they are. I've always been a questioner or curious. I've always been curious. I've always questioned everything. And I've always valued that quality in others. So in this article, so full disclosure, um, as I was saying earlier, I went, I, I re, I found this article again because it was in my saved links of Facebook. So <clears throat> my understanding of the article was a little bit hazy. And I was like, wait, I remembered like the general, the, the gist of what I got from it, but I actually don't know what the article was about. So I, the other day when I had this thought, I jumped up in bed for some reason, opened up Facebook. I'm rolling my eyes to myself. Like, why do you, I just like jump up because I have these compulsions to learn at random times, but I jump up and I open my Facebook thing and I'm like, what is that article? What was that article about? And to my, and I, so I had to read it the other day, but full disclosure, I've only read half of it so far in this topic, in this podcast rather. And I probably will up, have an update later because it's a huge, huge, huge thing. Uh, amount, it's a huge amount of information that is in this article. So basically the gist of what his research was doing and uh, kind of helping us understand in 2011 was that 
our understanding of how the brain transmits information was not as clear cut or finite and concluded or whatever um, as we thought it was. So traditional or standard, you know, uh, or more mainstream Mainstream information about how brain chemistry works really is very dumbed down. But basically what I understand about it is that, you know, and electrical signals and water and all kinds of stuff are happening. Um, water is the conductor and it's, uh, you know, promoting this intense electric, this uh, intense electrical activity. Our brains are the most advanced pieces of biology in this universe that we know of and da 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 this and that like our brains are awesome in that they communicate through synapses through neurotransmitters through neurons and then the exchange of information is called a synapse what i'm reading here is eagleman's program was theoretical from the new yorker uh it states it quotes that eagleman's program was a theory was as theoretical as it was a technical feat. So so he was trying to show that brain cells were exchanging information not through neurotransmitters, but through the ebb and flow of calcium atoms. And I'm like, I have no idea what the fuck that means. If you know what that means, tweet me at centersun21. But that's the thing about research. You don't have to know what it means. All you have to know is that your previous notion has now been compromised in some way in that further reading and investigation is now necessary because what you thought was true that word crystal said it crystal from the reed said it words mean things truth is a word that has a very heavy meaning and we can't just talk about truths out here um when there is alternate or not alternate because kelly and conway ruined that fucking word uh when there are divergent theories about that particular topic so and i got that from hbo thank you divergent allegiant i love a post-apocalyptic oh let me tell you i love a post-apocalyptic uh what a post-apocalyptic uh dystopian ass movie that's like my favorite genre we're going to talk about the matrix at some point too because that shit is my that shit talk about the possibility is yes (laughs) sorry but anyway eagleman challenged our notion of how brain chemistry worked so it got me thinking about my own brain chemistry and my own ability to think or transcend thinking or traditional notions of how we think and really it gave me some hope for the future because i was like okay ooh, maybe maybe because i because one of my biggest things was like okay whether or not human history is correct or whatever it is, there is value in storytelling. We value storytelling because that's our like most concrete way of sharing information. But it's also the most tricky and uh, inefficient. And what else? It can be problematic at times. Let's just leave it at that. So anyway, it challenged our notion of how we exchange information. And he went, as he went on to earn his postdoc from Salk Institute, 
he became interested in, in different kinds of simulations of the brain and how uh, when introducing stimuli, our notions of how this all worked kind of fell apart and we got more information about these calcium atoms and the, and the ways in which our brain chemistry needs to be discovered in further de- or not really discovered, but it needed to be revisited. The idea that stuck out to me most in this article was the idea of time and the relativity of time from one person to another, especially when observing brain chemistry. So he, he theorizes that uh, in this New Yorker article uh, written in 2011 by David Eagleman, he theorizes that the world inside of your skull is just that. It's a world of, is literally a world of its own with its own time. Its own notion of time or its own idea or, or its own clock. Observing these calcium atoms and the ebb and flow of the brain chemistry, they're like, wait, is that the is that the ticker? Is that, you know, like they're like, wait, there are these various mechanisms in the body that seem to be perfectly timed, but every mechanism has a different time. But if you sum them, if you put them all together and study them together, are there patterns? And I was like, wait, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So what is going on inside of our skull? What is going on with the processes inside the body that promote our well-being and promote our survival and promote our ability to thrive? And then I remembered that he was talking about possibilitarianism. Possibilitarianism. I'm trying to say it in an articulate way. But it's this notion that like, hey, things are not exactly as they seem. And that's okay. When's the last time an uh, idea challenged you, but changed you? Tweet me, centersun 21 This idea challenged me because I was like, wait, I don't understand. Like, how did you just like, but then, then it, but it's hard science. Like it's irrefutable images of the brain. Like, and it's published in an article in the, in the New Yorker and it's validated by all these scientists. I'm like, hold on. I'm stressed out as fuck. Like for what? Why am I so stressed? When literally everybody is probably wrong (laughs) like oh it's so stressful to just think of that notion that everybody can be wrong and that i'm literally alone in my world inside of my skull because everyone's body is different literally the processes my my um body mechanics, my metabolism, my heart rate, my respiratory rate, my oxygen levels, my creatinine clearance. They're all these processes that are perfectly timed by what? We don't time it because we're not conscious of anything that's going on. Our body is so resilient and so smart that it 
has movement and moves, does things without our knowledge, but it keeps us alive. And then we destroy it. Like I'm drinking the same 76 right now, destroying every liver cell in my body. But you should pay attention to your liver because you only get one. And y'all think transplants are abundant, but they're not. You'll be looking like Denzel Washington and John Q crying and unsuccessful. It's okay though. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. But possibilitarianism helped me come to this realization. I'm definitely not ascribing to the religion in which I was raised. Definitely can't do that. Not, no, no ma'am. On the other hand, atheism, agnosticism, you know, it's polar opposite of how I was raised, also doesn't feel right. Um, why can't there be a nothing box, you know? Why can't there be a category in which we keep seeking the right answer? And I don't want to say anybody's wrong. Like, I can't say you're wrong. I can't say atheists are wrong because that's definitely a theory. I can't say religion's wrong because that is most likely a theory. Um, I can't say anything adjacent to those de denominations or categories are valid. I don't really think they're valid um, because they don't allow for everything to be a possibility. So... That acknowledgement of the world and the inf infinite nature of the universe, that will be my religion. So when people ask me, what's your religion? I say, I'm nothing. I ascribe to nothing because I'm not done yet. I'm only 29. <laughs> Why do I have to pick something? Why do I have to choose? Why can't we be in the middle? Why? Where's the gray area? Can I be neutral? Can I choose when I get to the pearly gates? or the gates of hell, whatever, whichever one. Pretty sure I'm going to heaven, whichever one, because I've, you know, if it's if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. But, <laughs> but anyway, um, anyway, you don't have to choose. There are possibilities. And this neuroscientist, he helped me get to that point, get to the point where I felt able and equipped to keep seeking. So I wanted to share that with you all today because it helped me just challenge my thoughts. And that's all it does. That's all I want people to do is just like allow other thoughts to come in. For instance, on the History Channel, another source of information that I fuck with, uh, the show Ancient Aliens on tonight, Friday. It's on tonight. I got on my DVR so I don't miss it. Why don't we talk about, you know, like allowing ideas like that, like when I go to work and talk about like ancient aliens or like different ways that humans could evolve, have evolved. Did humans evolve? Were humans engineered? Were humans created by a higher power? You know, all of these are possibilities. And why haven't we studied them like we study fucking petroleum uses and shit like that? And it's maddening because it's so important to us that we actually treat it the opposite of 
things that we that are important to us. Like I really had to sit there and like, wow, this is the only area in my life in which I have not critically analyzed. And I'm critically scared about that part. So there are lots of things like that out there. Just, you know, I'm reading like a seven-year-old-ass article that still is giving me life every time. I haven't even read the full thing yet. But his idea, he's challenging everything that I thought was true. That's what I want you to take from that. Is that truth. Truth. What does truth mean to you? Truth is relative, believe it or not. So therefore, it's not truth. It's belief. Yeah. And then now I'm pissed at myself that I just told myself that because now I have to fucking live by it. (laughs) It's like, damn it, there's no such thing as truth. No, there's no such thing as truth. Everything. Truth is in the forms. Descartes said it. Truth is in the forms. Beauty is in the forms. There's nothing. We don't know. We don't know. And that's okay. It's okay to not know. It's okay to not choose. Because there are possibilities. Thank you for listening. When you make the brave decision, To venture within, you will unlock your true potential so you can push forward with confidence, conviction, and a purpose. For only $1, you can become a Center of the Sun Plus Gold member and get closer to that purpose. No matter how difficult the process may be, remember it's your resilience and commitment that will ultimately lead you to where you want to go.